welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers have a few drinks and some laughs while we revise our old work or discuss writing-related topics. I'm Avery, and I write adult fantasy. What I'm working on is I'm just wrapping up some storylining and outlining of the next big project in preparation for switching gears during Nano, which we'll talk about a little bit. What I'm reading is I'm about to start A Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, and I do not have the author's name in front of me. I will put it in the show notes, but it's kind of a, a cozy, fun little fantasy. And I kind of just needed something like cozy and a little witchy right now. Uh, I'm DC, a speculative fantasy and historical fiction writer. And I am like literally not working on anything at the moment because I am having a lot of stuff that I got to deal with this month. So like, but when I do go back to work, I'll be working on my my fantasy, my next fantasy novel that my agent is very patiently waiting for my first 50 pages on. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, coincidentally, I'm not reading anything right now either. But when I do go back to reading, I'll be reading Working on the Jade City. So yeah, excited. But I just, I just want to go back to work. I'm having one of those months where I just want to work and I can't. I'm sure every writer knows what that feels like when you want to write and you can't because life is a dick and it just keeps happening. It sucks. <laughs> so... That's what's kind of going on with me right now, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's my vent today. Sometimes you gotta vent a little bit about it. Sometimes that helps a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself. Like life sucks. You gotta be honest. Yeah. So today is the infamous podcast NaNoWriMo episode, um, which is National Novel Writing Month. So we're gonna talk about what it is, why it can be helpful to some writers, how to decide if it is for you, and our best tips and tricks if you do. So for the drinks, I might let you describe the drink because this is your horrifying brainchild. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't even like, I don't even remember. Is this something that came up like last year in a podcast? Like, how did this come up? Like, I forget. It it came up in one of our, um our, just one of our text message chats because I mentioned a drink I was making and then it had cranberry in it. And you were like, please tell me you didn't put 100% cranberry in that. And I was like, no, I didn't. It's the cranberry cocktail. <laughs> And then you came up with this shot and we decided it would it was appropriate for NaNoWriMo. This is a, a challenge shot uh, that I have named Blood, Sweat, and Tears uh, because it's full of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> oh, 100% cranberry juice, uh, vinegar, and vodka. <laughs> for the blood, the sweat, and the tears. Yeah, and see, I have I have some kind of either Rona or a cold or a flu or something. So I'm hoping that this some bitch clears my sinuses. <laughs> if it does, I'll be taking this shot again at some point today. But uh, yeah, okay, um, super excited to do it. You know, like <laughs> you love to do it. You love to drink it. We like, brought it upon ourselves. It smells awful. It smells like blood, sweat, and tears. The dog piss. Oh, yeah, I have to try not to smell it. Okay, are you ready? Oh God, let's sure, do it. You know Bottoms up, friend. <laughs> Cheers. Oh God. Mm. Oh no. Oh, you know it's not. It's not even stingy. It's just gross. Like it's just like you don't even taste the vodka. Oh. You don't taste the vinegar. You don't taste the cranberry juice. Okay, it's just. Oh, I'm salivating <laughs> a lot. I used apple cider vinegar and all, it tastes like apple cider vinegar mine does. That's all I taste. Oh. Oh, really? Mine just tastes like a uh 
If I had to describe it, it would be like box wine that's been open for like two years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> box wine that's been open for two years and you have decided that you really need box wine and here you go. It did kind of clear my sinuses a little bit. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So in addition to that, I did make like a decent <laughs> drink because I couldn't only make us do a challenge shot. So in honor of all of the coffee that is consumed during NaNoWriMo, I made an espresso martini. It's just like, it's a basic espresso martini. It's vodka, coffee, liqueur, and I use cold brew coffee because I don't have an espresso machine, but that's all that's in it. So it's pretty simple. It just kind of tastes like a little bit of a sweet coffee. It's it is very early for vodka. <laughs> okay, uh, so now that that's over, woo! I do feel kind of better. Like I kind of feel better. Yeah, it, like kind of emptied everything out. It's like I I'm sad you didn't vomit though. I was like really looking forward to like po- like Avery had her trash can ready just in case you had to like vom on the podcast. I was like kind of like. My fingers were kind of crossed that maybe she would, but she did. I'm good. I need to make it nastier next time. I did need I did need my chaser. I did need my water, but I, I survived. I just, yeah, I feel like I just licked up like a rhinoceros's sweat. Like, it's... I didn't have a chaser because I don't have a table right now because I got forced out of my, right, uh, my, my room right at the last second, so I'm sitting on a bed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. So, Whew. what is NaNoWriMo? Yes, so we'll do, first we're going to kind of just explain what it is. NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. Uh, I may also say NaNo during this conversation because I tend to abbreviate it even more. But it is, the goal is to write 50,000 words, theoretically the first draft of a full novel, but 50,000 words is the the concrete goal within 30 days, which takes place during November every year. Is it 50,000? 50,000. Oh, why did I think it was 40,000? Oh. <laughs> but you can kind of set your own goals and become what's like a nano rebel. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit when we start discussing kind of definitions and stuff. Um, they also have a thing called Camp NaNoWriMo, which they do twice a year in the spring and summer, which is much looser. And it's very much you set whatever goal you want, whether that's revision, outlining, drafting, whatever. You set your own number and then you just kind of like hang out with other people and kind of keep each other accountable. So the reason that the people st- who started Nano started it was to help people finish their first novel. <laughs> because there's so many times where you're like, I'm going to write a novel someday. And you either never start or you start and stall out. Or you start and then you get to chapter 12 and then you decide that you've messed up the whole first part and then you go back to the beginning and you never get to the end. That too. And you keep doing that. Over and over and over again. That's what that's what I did. I I kept falling into the trap of I'm I'm not happy with this. I'm going to restart it, and I just like restart. It was not great. I did the same thing, but with different projects. I would start a project, stall out, pick up a new project, stall out, pick up a new project, and never finish one until NaNoWriMo. My first NaNoWriMo was atrocious, plotless, meandering, bad. But it did get, it was the beginning, middle, and end of a story, sort of. And I hit the end and was like, oh, I can finish something. Which is kind of the point of NaNoWriMo. And I don't know if I ever would have done that without that goal. Of which it breaks down to 1,667 words a day. And you can kind of fudge that a little bit if you miss a day and make some up or whatever. But that's kind of the average. 
And uh, this this whole like getting to the end thing, this is like the thing that I like harp on on every like almost every episode <laughs> yes. where I'm like, you got to get to the fucking end, mm -hmm. which is why I, I like NaNoWriMo, but also like I feel, I feel like for some people like it's it doesn't get to the end. And and that that for me is problematic because like, you know, it's only 50,000 words and most books are like, you know, between 60 and 100,000 words. So it's like, okay, well, you can't quite get to the end, but you know what? I think that you can still write the end if you want to. Like, and to be fair, when I did Nano, like the the few times that I've done Nano, I I don't know what the shit in the middle is. So like, I'll jump mm -hmm. like through. Like, I won't like I I'm like writing linear linearly. Lin I'm writing linear linearly. Wow, yeah. you, know? you had it right. Not linear. Is that a fucking yes. word? Holy shit. I think. I hope. Um, I am writing linearly. <laughs> Holy fuck. And, uh, but I don't have a lot of content in the middle because I'm still figuring stuff out. And that's what's great about Nano. Like, you can just, like, sort of be a fart in the wind. <laughs> like, and just, like, <laughs> keep going even when you're not sure what's going on. I think that's kind of the, um, the goal is because you have to fit 1,667 words in. And to do that, sometimes you just have to leap forward and you will surprisingly find yourself sometimes at the end of the book by 50,000 words because you've got nothing else. And that's a great first draft. A 50,000 word first draft is awesome. Yeah. Like, that's great. That's actually more than my like first zero drafts tend to be now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mine are usually like 15 to 30,000 because I just get bored mm -hmm. trying to fill in space. So 50,000 is great. Yeah. And yeah, it's always part of the point of NaNoWriMo is to get it on the page, no matter how bad it is. There are some philosophies that you should like not edit anything. And it really depends, I think, on the person. Like they're like, don't fix typos as you go. Do not like backspace a word. And I can't, I can't do that much. Uh, I don't go back and like revise a scene. But if I like type something and realize I've misspelled it, I will fix it. Mm -hmm. You got to figure out what your level of what's going to stop you from moving forward mm -hmm. i think is the point because the point is to just keep moving forward yeah and like for instance me right now so i've been like i've been told by my agent that i have to get my 50 my first 50 pages to my agent and so i've been like hardcore trying to fix the first 50 pages so i feel like i have a good baseline so for Nano this year, I'm going to force myself to continue writing past the first 50 pages. Like, mm -hmm. and then after I do my 1667 a day, I'm going to go back and edit my first 50 pages. So like, because I've been like not getting anything done. So I'm going to use this Nano as an excuse to like force myself to at least think about what's going on in the book after the 50 pages so that I can have something there when I get done editing the 50 pages. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but like, I'm going to try it and I hope it works. <laughs> I think that's actually a good segue into like kind of a quick discussion about Nano Rebels and what it is, uh, because the technical goal rule of Nano is to start a new project on November 1st. And you can be a rebel if you don't start a new project, which is what I have done every year, except maybe the first two or three, because I think the the point of nano is you're supposed to start a new project to prove you can finish it because if you are the kind of person who's been stalling out or revising 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 working on that same project you've built up a mental pressure about that project uh -huh. and a new thing you don't have like all that that baggage 
But once you've proven to yourself you can do the 50,000 and finish the book, I think start continually starting new projects may not be the most beneficial, which is why I now always just use it to add 50,000 to something that I'm already working on. Mm -hmm. This year I actually will be starting kind of a new project, but it's the third book in a series and it's actually a second draft. So I guess it's not a new project, but it's not like adding on to an existing draft. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing also like about nano, like, so as far as like nano rebels go, like I've also seen people like change what their word count's going to be. Like, so there's some people that are like 50,000 is just not enough. So they'll do like 80,000 mm -hmm. cause that works for some people. And I'm like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> that's coming from someone who's fucking nuts. I did a 75,000 one year once. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I think the highest I've gotten is like 63, something like that. But like I didn't make it a goal. It just kind of happened. And and Nano's cool like that. If you go to their website and you sign up, like you can track over 50,000. Like it it'll let you keep tracking. And it's really fun. But another thing that some people do <laughs> is they, you know, they decide that they're not gonna do the official nano and they do their own writing challenge, mm -hmm. right? Because like sometimes, you know, 50,000 is just too much. And like some people get like really wrapped up in this, like, oh my gosh, I have to do it or I'm a loser. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no, this is like a personal goal thing. Like this is just national novel writing month is like subjective and NaNoWriMo is the thing that's licensed. So like you can still have your own writing month and just not do 50,000. You can do like 25,000, you can do 10,000, like whatever is more like, just set a goal that you can reach to make yourself happy. And uh, I know that last year I was so busy that I was like, you know, I think this year I'm just going to count every one word I write as two words. <laughs> <laughs> because like, that, you know, that it felt like 50,000 words worth of, of uh, difficulty for me, mm -hmm. like last year, because last year was just so busy. So like, you don't have to like kill yourself over this. Like you can make your own like thing work like you don't have to it's okay to not to not do the whole thing guys yeah it's okay yeah and you do need to take care of yourself and your mental health and if the 50,000 is going to be a goal that is that's going to be detrimental to your mental health set your own goal and if you start to notice actually the first year I failed NaNoWriMo was because of mental health and I was like I have to take care of myself that is more important than hitting some word count goals. Um, so do do take care of yourself. Do make sure that you're not like, you know, completely losing out on sleep and stringing yourself out. And this is part of why NaNoWriMo isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, because some people really do feel that pressure and the pressure can actually make them less productive. Yep. Or it can seriously affect mental health because it is that like, I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing. So... It is worth deciding, especially if you have like a, a writing group that's doing it and you're a part of this writing group and you're not doing it. It sucks. Like, <laughs> ah, it's OK, though. Like, it's OK. You don't have to do it. It's fine. Just because your writing group is like doing it doesn't mean you're not as awesome. It just means that maybe things aren't right in your life to do it. And that's that's fine. Mm -hmm. There, nano FOMO is real. It is. It totally. <laughs> nano FOMO mo. <laughs> nano FOMO rhyme. NaNoWriMo FOMO. <laughs> uh, NaNoWriMo FOMO is real and it's okay. <laughs> it is, yeah. And so just know that it's it's definitely worth taking care of yourself, even if it does give you a little FOMO if you decide it's not for you. Um, but you did mention if your writing group is doing it. If you don't have a writing group, 
or if you want to find a group, um, there are a lot of resources to find NaNoWriMo groups. So I was just going to kind of like real quickly list some of those so that you can find them. Definitely. Yeah. First place to look is on the NaNoWriMo website, um, NaNoWriMo.org, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org. They'll have where, an area where you can pick your region. And honestly, if you live in a place that has like a handful of people living there, you probably have a region. And if you live in a very small town, there's probably an area, if you're in the United States, for your state slash elsewhere. And that's like everybody in the state who isn't near a metropolitan area. So that's the first place to go. There will be forums. There will be a little events page where you can find events that the the leaders, which are called municipal liaisons or MLs, will set up for the different groups. This year, one of the rules is that there must be both, if, the, if you do in-person events, because this is the first year they're bringing them back after a couple of years of online only there must also be online accessible events so there will be both listed also you can check if you have a local library a lot of libraries help participate in NaNoWriMo and can help hook you up with some local people uh, there are Facebook groups if you have Facebook but yeah those are kind of the the main places to probably look for NaNoWriMo groups a lot of them will also have discords or other places that they may meet up, but that's kind of where you initially hunt them down. <laughs> this is a great time of year to find a writing group mm -hmm. if you've been looking for one, because that's how that's actually how I came to meet Avery. I had just gotten over like a bad breakup like several months before and like I needed like a writing group and I had no idea where to look. And I was like, like prowling around on Twitter trying to find lost people. And then like NaNoWriMo happened and all of a sudden all these writing group uh, opportunities popped up and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, and I, I signed up for, what was it? It was an event through RevPit where they, RevPit. Yeah. They, they formed teams based on genre and saw which team could collectively write the most words. And it was just kind of a friendly competition. You just got bragging rights if you won. Yeah. I think if you won, you got like, your group got like a free critique from the Rev Pit people or something like that. But it wasn't yeah, like yeah. any big monetary prize. But, it, you know, it, that competition kind of helped. But we were we were sorted into the same group because we both were writing fantasy that year. Yeah. And that was how we met. Yep. It, and, and yeah, just look for opportunities like that if you need a writing group around this time of year, because this is the best time to find them. And most of the people like most of the people in that um, Rev Pit group, like we still kind mm -hmm. of keep at least some contact with and some more than others so like it's just a really great time to like look for people because everybody's exciting about excited about writing and especially to look for like local people which i have considered doing many <laughs> times and have never done because i'm like no i think no local people's a bad idea for me i don't think so like i don't i don't, I don't know like, I, don't, I don't know if i should know other michigan writers i think maybe i just hole up in my little hermit zone and but yeah, whatever works for you. I am a part of my local NaNoWriMo group, but I've never met them for real. But I can always see when they're like meeting up in the library or something, but I've never joined them. But I kind of just watch. Uh, I'm a lurker. So <laughs> yeah, like you can do that. Like you don't have to be super involved with those NaNoWriMo groups, the official ones. Mm -hmm. You can you can be a lurker. Yeah, you can just kind of like hang out on the sides. We have people in our group that they they hang out they'll hang out in the discord they'll hang out in our zoom calls but they just kind of like stay on silent and just kind of chill yep they'll do sprints with us which is another thing that people will do during NaNoWriMo and they'll host them everywhere it'll be on twitter on zoom on discord whatever your group finds out is best but that's where everybody gets together for like a block of time and you'll do like okay everybody we're we're writing for 20 minutes and then we'll stop and take a break 
So those can be really helpful for getting words out because it's the, that accountability of, okay, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Button, share hands on keyboard. Button, share hands on keyboard. So yeah, we can kind of go over some of also like our tips or ways to hit that 50,000. Hell yeah. If you're like, if you're the kind of person who struggles with writing, doing things like going back or getting lost in research rabbit holes or whatever, we have kind of some tips to maybe help streamline that writing process. I wanted to forward this with, I'm going to say that the, the thing that I've noticed that really fucks people up the most is judgment, like self-judgment. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, you're not supposed to have judgment during a first draft. Like this is the first draft. No one even has to see it. Just like get the words down. You don't have to like get the research right. Oh my gosh. So like I'm, I have a, you know, that historical fiction that I'm working on. I'm writing it without doing any research first. <laughs> and I'm like going to like basically highlight all the areas where I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think I've even got like coffee tables highlight because I don't know what kind of furniture they had back in this, you know, time period. But that's not something you want to worry about while you're trying to find plot points and getting mm -hmm. character stuff down. Like, you don't, you don't have to do any research right now. Like, and you know, honestly, I don't know what you're about, you're going to say about research, but I would suggest not to do research in your first draft. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just want to say, don't judge. That's my first tip. Yeah. And then, you know, Avery's got a big list here, but like <laughs> that's self-judgment will kill you. Yeah. You know, like it will absolutely destroy your progress. Most people I know who do not make it to the end of NaNoWriMo. And I'm not even going to say write 50,000 words, because if you continuously write, you're still doing NaNoWriMo. Mm -hmm. If you write 500 words a day, if you write 100 words a day, and you're consistently writing, and maybe not necessarily every day, but if, you, if you're continuing to move forward, you're doing NaNoWriMo. But the people who completely stall out and just stop writing, most of those are the people who could not get rid of that like little inner editor that's like, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And just gave up so and that's mm -hmm. just it's just a mental thing and it is probably the hardest part because it is you just have to like overcome your own doubts which is very very hard to do one trick i found that actually does work for a lot of people for this worrying that it doesn't sound good it's not written well is to write either where you can't read the words so i used to zoom way out but that was also when i had a crappy monitor and it made the words look like gibberish when I zoom far out. Now I have a better monitor and I can still read it. <laughs> so that doesn't work. But also I've done it enough times now that I don't, I don't care that it's garbage. But it, the, at first it was very hard. So I zoomed way out. Or you can change your text to white so you can't read it. Holy shit, that would make me so fucking nervous. I'd be like, is it even there? Is it even there? Like, we just don't know. Like, it could be not there. Ghost. Yeah, that's, that's spooky. <laughs> Very Halloween-y. Or you can change it to, there's a trick to use Comic Sans, which it hurts my soul as a graphic designer. I can't do it, but I get it. I understand how. But it's to change it into Comic Sans or some other like fun font. Dumb so font. that makes it look not important. Because <laughs> it's... Oh my God. I'll bet there's a good birthday font on like the <laughs> font that like gives all your letters like, like birthday hats and gazoos. <laughs> But yeah, let's change it into some font that doesn't look important. Curls, someone said in the chat. Curls. <laughs> but yeah, change it. Joker man. Um, Joker man. But if you do that, your brain just immediately stops worrying that it doesn't sound like a book anymore because it doesn't look like a book anymore. Look like shit. So that can kind of help. And someone else I know writes in all caps. Uh, because that holy shit you can't fix that. well the, the all caps it's for the first draft so it's going to get rewritten anyway 
That's fair. People are going to shit their pants when you say it's going to have to be rewritten, Avery. I know. It's true, it but it's true. But d- worry about true. that later. That's for future you. That is a problem for future you. For Nano, it's about getting that draft out. So yeah, that's one. And kind of going back to research real quick. I don't do research, but the way I mark, you you mentioned highlighting to like mark, look this up later. Um, there's also mm-hmm. two other ways you can use, which is to, it's a common thing in writing. And it's, you just put capital T, capital K as like one word, TK. And then whatever note you want to write to yourself. And the reason you do that is because TK, if you're writing in English, is something that it's just a character combination that doesn't appear much in English. So you can run a search for Mm. every time TK appears in your document. Interesting. um, And see your little notes to yourself. I use double brackets and then I just run a search for double brackets. Interesting. So yeah. Also, you get more words that way by just writing research later. Yes, you do. And yeah, I'll just put a note and be like, and I work, I do that for both research, like look up whether they had coffee tables or not. And stuff like, like something I mentioned in chapter two, I'll be like, wait, what did they say this was in chapter two? Figure it out and have them reference that. (laughs) End brackets. So it's both internal and external research. Because if you do start scrolling back to find out like, Okay, in chapter two, I mentioned when that battle took place. When was it? Just don't scroll back and look for it. Just make a note, look up when the battle took place, fix this later. There's a lot of fix this later notes in a, in a rainbow <laughs> draft. Sometimes, like, like sometimes when I have like an idea and I don't know how to write it in Anarimo, I'll double bracket my shit. And, like, just write down my train of thought, mm-hmm. like, because I can't figure out how to put it into words. So, like, I'll just write down, like, wh- how I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, how I would talk about it. Like, uh, in this spot, I want this horse to start talking and maybe, like, be nice. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> fix it later. And so then, like, I can still think. And, I, you know, you are technically getting words in. And I know that it seems stupid to be counting words like thoughts. But, like... Honestly, that is work done. Mm-hmm. Like those thoughts are part of the process and it is progress. So counting, like, don't like be like, well, that's cheating. Well, actually it's not cheating because you're still thinking about it and you're still sitting with your butt and chair and your hands on your keyboard and you are still typing words. And I, believe it or not, it the exercise of it does actually make things easier and it gets you writing faster mm-hmm. because after you get that thought out, then you can go on to the next thought and possibly write that one the right way mm-hmm. because you've let yourself think that decision out like okay the horse is going to be talking now i don't know how that's going to look and i don't know how to transition to it but okay the horse is talking now we can move on and like seriously like it helps so much because if you try to write sometimes it's like hard to be like how do i write this horse suddenly talking like that's a weird it's a weird thing and that can freeze you up Mm -hmm. and you don't want that you want to keep going you want the horse's mouth to open so yeah and that's kind of the same thing with like writing out your thoughts or just even like a summary of the scene If you're like, I Uh want this dinner scene to be like, this is where they find out that, you know, so-and-so is cheating on their husband, whatever. You just put that in brackets, be like dinner conversation dialogue here, so-and-so finds out X, end brackets. And then you can skip to the next scene if you're just really struggling writing that dialogue that day or, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, if you can't bring yourself to write the whole scene, just write, you know, in the brackets or with the TK or the highlighting like a one or two sentence summary of what you want to happen in the scene, Mm -hmm. move to the next one. I know that's fewer words, but it is keeping you moving forward and the momentum is more important. Yep. Yep. And on the opposite end of things, if you do get sidetracked and you have like a weird rabbit trail where you're like, oh, I wonder what would happen with this subplot. And you're like, well, it's not really the main plot. And 
you know, just follow it. Just write out all those weird little like rabbit trails you have in your head or mm -hmm. any little plot bunnies or digressions. I write a lot of description during NaNoWriMo. I like will describe every little thing about this room <laughs> or the dress yep. that she's wearing. And I know I'm going to cut it later, but it's it's words. And once again, it's keeping that momentum. And it's something if you're enjoying part writing that part of it, it's keeping you motivated and in the story. And once again, problem for future you. That's the NaNoWriMo yep. <laughs> mottos. That's a problem yep. for future me. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. And um, kind of our last little tip I have on this bullet list, uh, we can see if there's any others we missed, is outside the writing itself. And that is to get a cheerleader. It does not have to be a fellow writer. It can be your writing group. If you have like a writing group or a local NaNoWriMo group. But if you don't have one, the first year I did NaNoWriMo, we didn't have a local region. I didn't know any other writers. My cheerleader was my my now spouse, my now partner, when we were very first dating. And we were talking a lot on, like, it was actually on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but every time we got on AOL Instant Messenger, he wouldn't talk to me until I told him what my word count was for the day. That's cute. And so it, it, I didn't have to have met the word count, but I had to I had to report in. I had to be like, okay, this is my word count. This is my word count. And knowing I had to report to someone helped. And when I was doing low on words, you know, he would cheer me. He'd be like, keep going. You could do this. So just get somebody who's supportive, who is willing to like let you kind of just report into them and is willing to help. It can be, like I said, a friend, any sort of like family member. Uh, but that will really help to have that accountability buddy and the moral support. <laughs> mm -hmm. Or like you could be like me and just be like, oh, man, the moment I tell somebody it's going to become like a uh, obligation and I'm not going to do it. So uh, a lot of times I won't even announce that I'm doing nano. I'll just keep my mouth shut and do it like everyone's different. Like that's true. Like um, but I think a lot of people work really well with cheerleaders like mm -hmm. and uh I think when I was early in my writing stages, like I worked better with cheerleaders. I liked doing it with other people. I liked announcing that I was going to mm -hmm. do it. Now I'm just like, oh God, it's an obligation now. And like, oh, I'm scared. So I won't even tell anyone. <laughs> um, but you know, that's fine too. So like, you got to be honest with yourself about what you need to do this. <laughs> and if it's not telling anybody, or if it is telling lots of people do it because you know, sometimes even announcing it on the internet, like, can make people really excited. But see, I've been on the internet announcing art and shit forever, so it no longer excites me. So I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to keep this to myself. So, yeah, just whatever you need, be honest with yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, you kind of mentioned, you know, how the process has, like, changed for you over time. Mm -hmm. And so one of the other things I kind of wanted to address is NaNoWriMo has been around for a long time now. It's been around for two decades, uh, give or take a year here or there. And so there are people who have been doing NaNoWriMo for a very long time. Uh, I'm one of them. And you can kind of get nano fatigue, where the first few years you're like, it's exciting. I'm meeting new people. I'm doing a new thing. This is, you know, a, you know it's scary, but it's like mm. exhilarating. And like by the time you've hit like your 10th nano, you're like, well, time to write some words again. And especially <laughs> if you've succeeded at nano, at, you know, hit your goals, finish some books. You can kind of hit a point where it stops feeling special mm -hmm. and that can also affect your commitment to it because you're like, yeah, maybe I won't hit 50,000, but I know I write regularly and I know I'm going to get to mm -hmm. that 50,000 in, you know, December. 
So do you have any, I don't really have any tips. I just want to like sympathize with people who are also experiencing this. So do you have tips for like how to combat nano fatigue? Honestly, Avery, I'm a little shithead. If I was feeling fatigued with nano, I wouldn't do it. Um, But if I wanted to do it and hold myself accountable, like, because I, you know, like, for instance, I've done it for the last five years and Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to announce that I was doing it this year, but I do want to get stuff done. So like I am, I am making my own version of it. Like I'm saying that I can still do the things that I need to do. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can do them after I get the 1,667 words. And so instead of, because like every year I I write a bit faster than most people. So like I can Mm -hmm. write like 2,500 to 3,500 words a day and be comfortable with it. But like, I'm not going to allow myself to do that this year because I'm going to set a wall for myself. I'm going to be like at 1667, I stop and I get to go back and edit my first 50 pages because that's kind of something that I really want. Because I like to lay a lot of groundwork, especially because like I'm working on a book that's already been written before. So like I already have a rough draft of it. So I'm kind of like working differently. And I think that stirring things up and and this is with anything. So if you start getting fatigued with anything, try to throw a wrench in your process, like try to like make it different, like like try to mm-hmm. or, you know, like set a like give yourself a reward at the end of the month if you have the money for it or like, you know, the anything that you can do to make it a little different for yourself. That's what I would suggest, like. Do something weird. Do something crazy. Work on two books at once. Like work on poems. I don't know. Like do something that's really weird. Edit and write at the same time. Like that might be too much for me. And if I get in and I notice it's too much for me, I will probably change it up again just to make it work. Because like I like to create goals that are um, that I can be successful at. Something that mm-hmm. I can do because I have fallen on my face a lot. And 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 mental health requires you to create goals that are possible. Like yeah. People think it's awesome when you can do a goal that you thought was impossible, but also it feels really bad when you fall on your face. So like doing something that you know you can do is really, uh, really important. That's what I, that's my biggest Mm -hmm. suggestion is shake it up a bit. If, if I wasn't shaking it up this way, maybe I'd go to the fucking library and finally meet those locals that I've been, you know, so weird about not meeting. So like I do something to shake it up. That's how Mm -hmm. I always kind of get out of fatigue is shaking it up. Yeah. And that's why I'm sticking with it, even though I do kind of get nano fatigue, is because I do like the local NaNoWriMo community. And a lot of these people are people who really only draft during NaNoWriMo. And so mm-hmm. they're not, we don't have like a local writing critique group or anything that meets regularly. So some of them, I see them once a year. And we, you know, we come together, we hang out and then go our separate ways until next November. And so that's why I do still do it is because I do love getting to see these people and getting to write with these people. Yeah. So I like the idea of shaking it up. I wish this year I could do it, but I actually have like deadlines that I now have to meet. Yeah. So, cause I was like, Oh, writing like a series of short stories or something would be really interesting. But you know, in a way your new deadlines do shake it up a little bit. Cause this is a That's different true. life than you've lived any other year. You know, you, you have a book in the makings of publishing. So like, this is, this is shaking it up. This is making it yeah. interesting, you know, like, <laughs> And uh, I think you'll notice that as the month goes on, you'll you'll find stresses that you didn't have before. There's nothing, <laughs> you know, I, I live with chronic pain and uh, fibromyalgia. So there's nothing like really um, throwing a wrench in my everyday pain with pain that I don't recognize. 
<laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's nothing like it. I think maybe that's why I'm addicted to tattoos. You know, there's nothing like shaking, you know, something up with something else that's stressful. Sometimes a new stress mm -hmm. is good, you know, like stressful, but good. Speaking of stressful. One of the challenges with NaNoWriMo is that it does take place in November, which if you're participating in the United States is when Thanksgiving happens. Um, so a lot of people, even if you really don't care about Thanksgiving, have like family obligations, go to visit family. Some people are traveling. And so my biggest tip for like navigating Thanksgiving is if you do have to travel and visit family and stuff, it depends on what your Thanksgiving situation is because our family eats lunch. For Thanksgiving and then kind of like everybody chills until dinner where we just eat leftover sandwiches. So during that chill time, like some people go watch TV. There's a couple of people who go take naps. So I will just find like a quiet little corner <laughs> and write, just put on my earbuds and be like, I'm writing for like an hour. Um, not everybody has that luxury. So if you don't, my biggest advice is to build up a little bit of a buffer ahead of time and either set your daily goal before Thanksgiving to be like, 1800 words and kind of slowly build up that buffer or spend like a couple days before Thanksgiving putting in a little bit of extra so you don't get too far behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and see, okay. So I have a bit of a rant about, um, I'm, I'm going to call it, uh, thank indigenous people for giving day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there are people that get really fucked up over it, like really fucked up over the fact that they can't write, uh, on black Friday, thank indigenous people for giving day or the Wednesday before or the week before, like they get really fucked up about it and they stress themselves out. They're like, but my family and you know, this and this and that. And like, I just, the writing, it's so hard and I quit and I quit. And it's just like, you know what? You don't. Okay. First of all, go have fun with your family. This is like, if that's what your culture does on this day. And some people, you know, indigenous people spend a lot of time grieving and stuff too. And there's also a lot of indigenous people that do nano. Like you do your thing, Bay. Like you go out and you do your thing. Like it, remember, like if you need to, to either celebrate or not, I'm not going to say celebrate, but like spend time with your family or grieve during this holiday, do it without worrying about NaNoWriMo because the sometimes these parts of the year are very important for people and NaNoWriMo is important too if you want to still reach the 50,000 word count you can like sort of divide seven days of not writing up between all the writing days mm -hmm. in the month and then you can just have slowly worked into it so instead of writing 1667 a day you're writing 2000 a day and that can usually do it and then you can have that time off if but if it's really stressful like remember it's okay it's all right. And by the way, I think you can even continue tracking NaNoWriMo a little after NaNoWriMo. So like you can do it a few mm -hmm. days into the next month if you need to. It's okay to not meet goals if something gets stressful. Like don't beat yourself. I've seen people really lose it over this and it, it's good to be dedicated, but it's also good to like give yourself time to be with your family because, you know, especially after these last two or three years of COVID and stuff. Uh, it's really hard to to miss that time with family for some people. So definitely, there's no rules. It's NaNoWriMo. That's right. Someone in chat just said there's no rules. And that's absolutely right. There's no rules. It's it's fine. You're fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to shake you and be like, it's fine. Yeah. The chat also says we are mortal. <laughs> we are mortal. Cheating deadlines is always valid. Yeah. Yeah, you can always fudge deadlines a little bit. Even 
if you're like actually in the publishing industry, as long as you give heads up, you can cheat deadlines a little bit. That's right. You absolutely can. <laughs> you just shouldn't cheat deadlines like the day before the deadline. Um, but if you're like, that's something that comes up in publishing is if you're if you're like under contract and you've got a book that's due on X date, if like a month out from that date, you're going to be like, hey, guys, I need an extra week. And you tell them they'll be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking the rules is valid. It's fine. You're validated. Mm. You can do that. Yeah. It's it's kind of like how Thanksgiving comes and I'm always dieting and I'm like, ah, fuck it. Because it's, uh, it's, it's thank indigenous people day for giving day. So, you know, like, it's fine if I eat food and, and be with my family and one of my partners is indigenous. So, and, and, and thank her, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Like, it's absolutely fine. It's okay. Yeah. My family also indigenous like my entire side of the family that we do go to visit mm -hmm. and they're all just kind of like yeah that's not what we're celebrating we're just we all have a it's like we all have a couple days off work and so this is a good time for us all to get together and yeah. eat a lot of food because we also are very like food hell yeah heavy culture like if people are going to be out <laughs> celebrating the, the least i can do on my diet is eat with all the other people and you know it's it's totally fine have a good time with your family that's i think that's the most have a good time or have a uh, a, a respectful time grieving with your family during these times and I think that's the most important thing to do it's a part of our cultures yeah. to do what we need to do and yeah. don't beat yourself up whatever's going to work for you Yeah. Um, so we're kind of coming up on our end time so we're going to do one final question so let's say you've finished NaNoWriMo you've hit your 50,000 words and we can kind of discuss what happens if you hit 50,000 but have not finished your book or if you have hit the end on your book um, so November's over. What next? <laughs> Let it bake. Let it bake. Let it bake. Don't go working on it immediately. I will say my only exception to this is if I hit 50,000 and I've got like four chapters left to write. Yes. I will finish that first in December and then let it bake. But when you hit the end, let it rest. Do not query your novel after you finish your NaNoWriMo novel. Please do not. I mean, you could, but you're just going to get rejected. That's just the yeah. cold, hard truth. Unless yeah. someone, I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe you're a fucking wizard. We don't know, I guess. Like, That's true. You know, maybe you are a wizard. I've heard stories. Even if you are a wizard, don't query it at the beginning of December. Just because agents do get bombarded mm -hmm. with NaNoWriMo novels and they're overworked and it is a bad, it's like, it's a time for them to be like, uh, no, no, no. So give it a little bit of time so you kind of like aren't part of that rush, even if you are a wizard and you have like a perfect draft. Yeah, because here is the big news, everybody. Uh, agents have imposter syndrome, too. And they do this thing, the same thing that we do in non NaNoWriMo, um, where they're like trying to experience the holiday season and they are having monetary issues of their own. And they feel obligated to keep reading those query emails and stuff, even during the holidays, because they have to and they hold themselves to a standard that might be somewhat unrealistic because people are overworked in this industry and sometimes it's just nice to give them a fucking break like wait until january like it's it's nice it's mm -hmm. it's it's a nice thing to do you know because they do have a lot of fucking shit to deal with and if you want to be sensitive to that maybe just hold on even if you're not querying a nanorimo book like just hold on yeah. i see a lot of agents get very tired around this time of year and they don't want to close because they love us uh, as much as they reject us and stuff they do have feelings about us and they don't want us to be out and about and alone so they do keep working and we can do our part to just query them less during this time of year yeah wait a, wait a few weeks it's not going to kill anybody but that also gives time for it to bake yep 
So, and then after like this time is done, like there are more NaNoWriMo events after mm-hmm. in, like into the spring, I think they, they have like a, yeah. the camp, right? Yeah. The camp yeah. is, if I remember correctly, it's in April and July. Yeah. There are two camps. Yeah. So I usually use camp for revising. If I do camp, I don't every year, but if I do, that's like a, it's a time for me to edit and revise. Right. Yeah. So the community doesn't end in November. Mm-hmm. So go have your December holidays the way you will and then come back. And, and in the spring, there's actually more stuff going on if you check out the NaNoWriMo website. Yeah, the website stays up and it stays active. And yeah, there's events. The forums stay up mm-hmm. so you can always keep in touch with people there. Any final thoughts? Oh, uh, I'm dressing as Tommy Wiseau for Halloween. So I'm going like, <laughs> to try some things out. I uh, I really admire Tommy Wiseau. Uh, what are you going to be for Halloween? Are you going to do anything? I am. I kind of phoned it in this year because the during the time that I usually spend preparing and creating my costume, I was under a very hefty revision deadline. So I was doing nothing but but day job and then revising a day job and revising. Bless you. So I am phoning it in this year. I have a very cute like black semi formal dress. I never get to wear because I don't like go to weddings or anything anymore. So I'm just going to wear that and a little witch hat and like some stripey tights and do some cute makeup and just call it good. Sounds wonderful. We'll we'll go we'll go full bore again next year, but this year's kind of like a a gap year for me with Halloween. Mm -hmm. That's all right. I think I'm gonna overwork myself today trying to do this uh do this right. Um being hot for Halloween is valid, someone says. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what? Just be your hot self. It's fine. Our next live stream will be on November 11th about filter words. Uh, We'll be revising one of Avery's old snippets again, as usual, and having a great time with that. Yes, and uh, you can find everything about us on anditswriting.com. Look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts for the audio recordings of these afterwards. Uh, We also have some mini episodes that are smaller discussions. Follow us on Twitter at anditswriting for episode updates and notifications. Thank you so much for joining us and we will be back soon.